1: Sit back and enjoy Druids in cars going to festivals.
0: So, we can totally keep talking and keep me awake while we drive.
1: Yes, because we are into the home (laughs) stretch. The wee hours of the morning. The wee hours of the morning and the home stretch. So we have to keep talking and we may as well record it. Might as well. (laughs) Um, One of the requests that we got when when we were... Polling for topics for our trip to Harvest Nights and back, and one that comes up fairly frequently. I know we've talked on it before, um, and I think there's enough uh, stuff to talk about and enough need and interest that we will again. And that is the idea of patron deities and what they are, and how do you know if a deity is seeking you out?
0: (laughs) I suppose we can start with the word patron. Patron. So. It comes from the Latin. And anytime I say that, I usually just see people cheering off. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it comes from the Latin. And essentially, it just means someone who supports another person. And the relationship is not an equal one. The patron provides money and a livelihood for a person who has dissimilar means, lesser means. And... In a spiritual context, what that typically means is a deity or a spirit or something like that can give to you more than you can give back to them. But as part of that relationship, that reciprocity, you produce, you create, you uh, do work for them or in their honor or dedicated to them. Right. And the the person or the the being or the spirit that is providing that patronage receives back whatever that is that that blessing of work I mm-hmm. suppose is the best way to say that and in Latin it is a masculine noun but the equivalent that you often hear which is matron has a completely different meaning
1: right if you're going to if you want to feminize patron it would be patroness
0: If you wanted to to add a diminutive to to specify which it is, patron works equally well for both.
1: Yeah. I I use patron for any gendered deity that is is serving that patronage role.
0: Yes. Because grammar, masculine and feminine, doesn't really mean anything. (laughs) It's just a convention of grammar for the most part. Um, Yeah. It, it doesn't indicate the gender or the sex of the person that you are referring to. Yes. And so I tend to use patron to, to cover my, my complete set, which at this time is one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I've had more than one in the past. I just don't right now.
1: Yeah, I, I have one-ish right now. And, and I've had more in the past. Yeah. Um, but not currently. Um, so that's kind of like what is a patron. A patron is a deity who has a special interest in you and supports you in your work, and in return, you do stuff for them. Yes. So, so then how do you know if a deity is seeking you out and wants to be your patron? Because we've talked in earlier episodes about how you go about finding a patron yes. if you want one, um, but this is kind of looking at it from the other side. How do you know if, it, if a spirit or a deity is seeking you out and wants to be your patron.
0: Well, it was interesting for me because so I've I've had two major patron relationships in my life and one of them is my current patron Asus, who I actively sought out. And that process involved a lot of questioning to deities and saying, hey I'm interested, are you interested? And that process involved making offerings, saying prayers, sitting in front of candles for hours on end, (laughs) not consecutively, just over time. Sorry,
1: I'm just having this image of you inviting them out to a nice dinner, by candlelight of course, (sighs) bringing them delightful gifts.
0: Just because I did all these
1: things
0: (laughs) doesn't mean that we need to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> but the process of doing that, though, was was very much a, a process in which I was actively seeking and I was questioning and doing divination and, and stuff like that. And eventually I, I, I found the deity that I was looking for there. My other patron at the time, and we have not had that relationship since about 2010, when I was ordained as a senior priest, was with the goddess of chaos and discord, Eris. And the way that I used to describe it, and it's still pretty accurate, is that it was like having someone pick me up by my ankles and shake me until my loose change fell out of my pockets. Then she stole the change (laughs) and ran away. And I knew she was the one.
1: She never gave you that change back, did she? I don't
0: know. But it doesn't seem like a very clear answer to the question, and yet it really is in a strange way.
1: I, um... So, the, the two strong patrons I've had in the past is, is I, I started with just Artemis as my patron. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a... She, she was my patron before I knew what a patron was. Um, as I grew into my paganism, she grew into it with me, and um, it just—it was not so much a her seeking me out or me seeking her out, but she was there, um, and she was there when I needed her. Um, when, when bad things happened, she was the protector and she was the one who would help pick me up. Um, Sounds and, like
0: Artemis.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, when good things happened, a lot of times I would credit some of that to her um, and the influence that she had on my life. But that one, it didn't feel like a seeking to me on, on either her or my
0: account. Um, the way that you describe it Brings to my mind a visual image of two paths in the woods coming together for a time and then parting off.
1: Yeah, yeah. We came together and and I mean I often refer to it as we hunted together for a while. Yeah. And while we still walk um, similar paths, and I would say like we can see each other path to path, and we clearly are walking the same direction. We're um, not directly step and step anymore. Um, And and part of that is, um, has to do with, like, a rite of passage that I did, and we can talk about that in a later episode. That'd be kind of cool. But that was a, she was always there, um, and I didn't, when I came into paganism, I didn't know a paganism without her. Um, and so it didn't feel like she was seeking me out because she was there. Yeah. Um... So, so that was, that was my, my, my first experience with patronage. Um, and like when I learned the term patron, I was like, oh, well, obviously that's what this is. Um, and, and then, you know, I, I did seeking for other deities, but it, nothing really, I didn't make any lasting connections really. Um, and then I definitely had with Poseidon, who is my current patron, Um, And and he overlapped with Artemis Like he became a second patron Before she and I parted ways Um, But with him It was very much a You are going to be mine Kind of scenario Um, And and I know we've talked before You and I about my experience Learning to set boundaries with him Um, But that was very much a him seeking me out And uh, a feeling that he needed me for something, and I was going to be a tool. And um, the it was a very overwhelming uh, sense of him coming into my life, putting himself there and deciding he was going to stay, and then me figuring out how to set the boundaries that would let him stay.
0: Both of your experiences are, are probably the two most common that I hear.
1: I think so, too.
0: Where someone is walking with... And maybe they don't realize it at first, or maybe the paths just come together. But they continue down that road for a time. And the
1: relationship along. grows and grows and grows, and you get closer and closer, um, and find that you are supporting each other. Yeah.
0: Your paths are complementary. Yeah. And then the other kind is the... The claiming. Yes. You are mine. I'm going to hold on to you. I have rules that I'm going to impose, and then your response is, I have boundaries I'm going to set, please always make sure that you have that response, by the way. Yes, please
1: have that response. I, and and, and let me tell you, I get it when you don't at first, because I did not at first, because I had no idea how to manage that, I didn't know how to handle the whole damn ocean, like... (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's big. Um, and, and I mean, that was a lot of my language at the beginning was like, I, he was, and he, I mean, he still is. He's huge. He's vast. He is the whole ocean. Um, it's hard for a lot of people to hear him because all they hear is the roar of the sea. And, and in his patronage, like part of, part of what he grants me is his voice so that I can hear him um, over that roar of the sea and, and but let me tell you I understand the, um, that feeling of being claimed and not knowing how to deal with it for, for a while yeah. um, but in order for a patronage relationship like that to progress in a healthy way your response eventually needs to be I see your rules, here are my boundaries
0: yes Absolutely have to be that way because without boundaries, patrons can take and take and take, and they can leave nothing left.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I I know just from being, you know, around and listening to people in the pagan world, there are there are certain deities who are more well known for claiming. Yep. I would say than others. Um, the Morrigan is well known for claiming. Odin. Odin is well known for claiming. Um, And they're extremely powerful beings, um, and so that that claiming can feel so overwhelming. um, But also, if you set your own boundaries and harness that, then the power is even better, I would say. yes.
0: And that's not to say, either, that that is the only way those deities... Come unto people. Oh, totally. Because I have heard people say. I-71 South. I have heard people say that their experience with Odin is actually very gentle and very understanding. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say that their experience with the Morrigan is gentle and understanding, which tweaks me a little bit. But hey, their experience <laughs> is their experience and I totally respect it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. They, they don't. They don't see her as a flower queen of niceness. They still see her as that goddess of battle and death, but their relationship is not one where she came out of the mists and grabbed them and said, Hey, you're mine.
1: Right. Well, and it's interesting because I had I had a run-in with Oven at one point I had a run-in with Oven at one point um, when I was just starting to do oracular divination, um, and I work with Apollo Manticos. For my oracular divination And um, there, there was a point When I was doing it When, when he came to me Odin came to me And was like, you're mine You're doing the thing that is my skills And you will do it with me And there was this very clear vision Of like Apollo stepping in And being like, she's got the invite We're good, you don't need to be here <laughs> um, and, and I was shocked But um, Odin took that well and here I am still in Greek land, right, yeah. working with Apollo Montegos. But, um, I mean, that, that, that could have gone very differently if I hadn't
0: had that,
1: had that relationship already. So it's just, it's fascinating to think about.
0: And it's important to note, too, that Apollo is not a patron of yours. No, he's
1: not a patron.
0: It's a spirit um, that you work with. We have
1: a very strong working relationship. I would consider us very close co-workers, yeah. if we're thinking of it in that sense, but, but he is not a
0: patron. Well, and that's, that leads to an interesting thing, because we share a courtship with a deity.
1: Right, you so and I so. both court Ushis.
0: Yes, Ushis is the goddess of the dawn in pathetic mythology, and even though we do a lot of ritual to Ushis... And people look at us and say, hey, you want to lead it on, right?
1: <laughs> We're like, sure, but but she's not a patron.
0: Right. She's um, just someone that we particularly love to work with. Yes. And we call it a courtship because, frankly, how could you not? <laughs> I, I don't know another word for it. I've never been able to come up with another word for it.
1: Yeah, because she doesn't have a good... It's not... Because I, a lot of times, will differentiate between, like, devotee and and patron and it's not a devotee relationship either really it's right. it's a courtship
0: yeah. um yeah we like to hang out she's cute we think maybe she thinks we're cute <laughs> trying to feel that out we bring her pretty
1: things we bring her
0: lots of pretty things
1: and she graces us with her beauty and it's all good it's I enjoy lovely. it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so so being claimed by a deity can be very overwhelming and very scary um, but if you can set boundaries in order to harness that power um, it is very rewarding very rewarding, I mean I, I Poseidon has been a patron for like a decade maybe more now um, and I, I wouldn't choose differently yeah. Um, I did. I did have a point in our relationship where I I was like, I'm like, I'm going to walk away from this if I can't if we can't come to an understanding, and and it was that was really hard because it was the understanding that um, in order to shut him out enough to be able to walk away, I would have had to shut out a lot of just my spirituality in general and it yeah. may have involved walking away from paganism entirely in order to shut him out if he wouldn't meet my boundaries yeah. um, and, and I mean he did and we worked it out but, but it can be very scary to have that negotiation and conversation um, and be able to do that
0: yeah. and sometimes that's just the thing that they're trying to show you you can't do too uh,
1: and that is what I have learned about him
0: yeah. Sometimes um, patronage involves testing.
1: Yeah.
0: And sometimes to pass, you've got to be pretty hard yourself.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: So. But and, on that note, I also think it's important to say that patrons don't throw at you what you can't handle. Yeah. I, if they are, if they are truly a patron, and you have set your boundaries, and you've all agreed to it, then. They're not going
1: to give you more than you can hear. Well, and I will say that, and maybe it's just because Poseidon is, you know, of the sea, um, but, but I suspect this is true for most patrons mm-hmm. that they will push your boundaries. Oh, they okay, well. And to see what is still okay, and, you know, if you have a, a, a more healthy relationship, they'll check in with you after or before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but... They, they want you to grow so that you can better serve them. And they will go... There's many different ways for them to try and help you grow.
0: Yes. A lot of times, one of the things that I will hear from people is that they, they, they feel like they have had too much pushed on them by a, a patron or something like that. And in a lot of those cases, if it's not helping them grow... Then, when I sit and talk to them, I'm like, "Are we sure that this is your patron? Mm-hmm. Are we sure that this is what's going on? Because we are not in paganism. We do not have omnipotent deities or all-seeing deities. Or things like that. We have deities who are limited in their in time and space and power." And they don't always, though they usually will, even if they're your patron, they don't always, they're always there to look out. Right. And just because something seems like it might come from a patron doesn't mean it always does. Right. And I think that's also important.
1: Um, and, I, and I like to think that your patrons, if they've thrown at you something that is too much... Um, or too many things, or too heavy, um, if you set that boundary up, and if they are a patron who wants to help you grow, they will remove some of those things, or give you more time, or give you more tools. Yes. Um, they won't just leave you there to flounder, because you are no good to them if you are a broken tool. Right.
0: Right sometimes those relationships end
1: right and, and I think if the relationship ends it sucks it does it sucks real bad but we should
0: talk about that the next episode yes we should do a
1: part two part two later coming soon um, but if, if they do if they do walk away because you set a boundary it, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt <laughs> but it's a thing that is again necessary for your growth I think
0: often it is Let's do a part two.
1: Okay, part two. Ending of
0: patron relationships.
1: I clapped just for you. Thank you. I'm sure
0: that'll help. Somehow.
1: Thanks for listening, and there's more to come.
0: We welcome your ideas and questions. If there's something that you'd like to hear us discuss in a future episode, please drop us a line at druidsincars at threecranes.org.
1: If you would like to donate, you can do so at threecranes.org/donate.
0: Druids and cars going to festivals is a production of Three Cranes Grove ADF in Columbus, Ohio. Learn more about our grove at threecranes.org, and more about druidry at adf.org.
1: As always, keep circulating the tapes and let us pray with a good fire.